Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. so tired. One, two, three, four. Sibilis, can you hear me? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Revolution. Please don't forget to subscribe and like and follow and turn on your notifications if you like this. It helps us. All right. Yeah, last week we had some technical difficulties, so I switched the mic out. Um, it's really funny because I had a mic that was, I thought was broken, so I had to buy a new mic, and then the new mic was all fuzzy. Um, so this mic is the one I thought was broken, so I taped it, and I think it's good. I think we're good. Any sizzle? Any I've got a drinking problem. I can't keep it in my mouth. You may have noticed uh, I shaved. Sounds, you sound real clear. Okay. I probably sound a little bit deeper as well because I've been talking. Um, man, so I was like in Sundance for like, at Sundance for like two days, like really two nights and three days. And, uh, whoo, what a, what a amazing, amazing, uh, experience. So, <laughs> Did I used to have a beard? No. I've always looked like I was 16 years old. Um, yeah, I changed it up. So, of course, I decided to wear my crazy green shirt for some photos yesterday at, uh, at Sundance because they had us... I left, flew out yesterday, but they had us like get up like butt crack of dawn and with all the, all the people who worked on the documentary to go get pictures. And so we went and got pictures. Um, I will say, like, if you see pictures in the LA Times, those will probably be the best because working with that photographer was really, really cool and really groovy. But we just went from like one, I thought it would all be in like one place, you know? And I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, is it in the next room? And they're like, no. And I had all my bags with me. They're like, no, it's, in another building and oh okay but yeah so we did a bunch of that um so I'm, I'm, I'm tired so why do i have the same green shirt on it's because i passed out when i got here last night and woke up a little late but don't worry i've got galatians ready on go so this is my pass i did put look i got my girlfriend got me a long time ago these googly eyes and some come with eyelashes so i was putting eyelashed googly eyes on everybody's sundance passes and then her friend made us a bunch of badges for the different badges this is the only one i got because i accidentally the director accidentally walked off with all of the badges but we have a lot of different cool ones so hopefully we can get some some cool ones more made maybe be little secret gifts for some of you folks who help what we're, our work but yeah so that was that was my pass and i'm a uh what does it say i am I'm, i was a consultant and and consultant and entertainer and uh, lived through that hell called life. Anywho, um, <clears throat> I don't usually do a lot of questions on here just because it's getting harder to read, but if you do have a particular question about Sundance, I will do my best to ask that in a minute. But, right? but as soon as we get into Galatians, I'm not going to be doing the, the questions for that. But... Um, but I want to fill you guys in because this is like family, you know, um, we're a, a community and, and I realize like, you know, community can be like family too, you know, even if we're not, um, in person. And I think that's something I've realized ironically from watching the documentary again. Um, well, I just watched the first two, ep we just showed the first two episodes and, um, it's really crazy. It's really crazy because, like, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and then, you know, Vice 
takes care of everything to get you to there and get you cars and stuff to go to places. And so it was really wild. Like you're living paycheck to paycheck, but there's somebody holding your name at the airport. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was really, really, uh, it was fun, man. It was fun. It was interesting. It was weird. Like at one point we were all sitting at the table talking about the Lollapalooza documentary and, um, <laughs> Cause I want, that's the one I really wanted to see that one. And there's another one called kneecap. Those are the two I really want to see pretty bad, but we're talking about the Lollapalooza. Cause I went to Lollapalooza's you know, first one and beyond. And I was like, I wonder, you know, that person's going to be there. And a the guy behind us is like, no, they wouldn't let us use their stuff. And I was like, Oh, who are you? And he's like, I'm the director. And, you know, and this was just in the lobby of a holiday Inn express. And oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how much they were charging for hotels. I mean, it is, capitalism at its worst guys um they really take advantage of people there but i didn't have to pay for the hotel because vice had me there so i appreciate them doing that and having me out there because that was a really cool experience and my mom had done it 23 years earlier so when is it coming out um we don't know yet because we're looking for someone to buy it like that's what, what we're kind of doing at sundance is that you hope someone like hbo or netflix or the monsters, Amazon, or someone will, will pick it up and, and that'll be how it, how it gets out there. Um, and I had done a, a project called One Punk Under God, but we weren't able to go to Sundance because Sundance bought it to put on their own channel. So you, it was, you know, so I never got to go there. And it was wild. And what was really wild is that, and I said this in the video, but I did run into um, Polly Shore on the street. <laughs> and I go, wheeze! And touched him and I don't know why I touched him I think it's sometimes it's people you grew up seeing your whole life that you kind of feel like oh it's good to see you again old friend but you know oh you didn't see me I just saw you um, but that was cool and uh, he was nice he's like what's up buddy um, and I saw Polly D from uh, New Jer the Jersey Shore on my airplane pretty big Pete got to be on the plane with uh, um, oh gosh what's his name um, the guy who played Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. So I'm totally gels. Anyhow, so that was it. That that was part of it. But yeah, so um, I met my girlfriend out there. She went with me to for moral support, and that was really awesome because it was uh, it was a lot to to take in, um, and it's very emotional to kind of relive through that stuff. You know, um, we got there. And then they threw us in a press room. And I mean, it's a lot of waiting, but it's also a lot of talking to people for like 10, 15 seconds, and then you don't ever see them again. So it's, I guess everybody's networking. And you know, you just, I'm like, small talk is my kryptonite, if that's why I seem so tired tonight. There was a lot of that type of thing going on. And then you go and you do pictures and they go, hey, look here, hey, look over here, hey, look over here, hey, look over here, you know, and you just do stuff like that, which was wild. But we sat through and then we did a Q&A afterwards. And one of the really exciting parts of the Q&A was being able to talk about our good buddy Steve Peters and how he's in this documentary and how important that was to me to have someone like Steve, who was a father figure to me, to be in there. And also someone who is, uh, you know, more of a mentor figure, Carlton Pearson, who's also in there, and we lost him uh, last year as well. So it was really great to kind of celebrate those guys, and the film is dedicated to them, and that was really great. And Elton John and Dave Furnish, David Furnish, uh, recorded the intro for it and said, hello, you know, this is why we love Tammy Faye. I mean, it was just, it was surreal. It was really just super, like surreal to see and uh, to hear the good feedback from people who really love my mother and um, even loved my father and loved that you know what their work meant to them and um, and the compassion that you rarely see with people that was really I mean you don't rarely see you do see it with people but there was a lot of that there as well so yeah it was fantastic you know and it was also kind of a time for a lot of us to come together who like argued over the project and you know oh you know but just kind of see each other and just be people and be like we did it and here we are you know like um helen and i uh, helen rollins and i and she she's with magician's niece and you know she's one of my best friends um we you know when we said goodbye you know helen started crying and it, then it hit me i was like oh my gosh you know 
we finished, we did it, you know? And it was just like this like really emotional moment for the both of us of just being like all this, you know, hard work, all this, like me and her both have, have cried about this project. We screamed about this project. We have shared every human emotion under the sun about this project and uh, to see that come to pass. And, and also, you know, um, after we lost Caleb, you know, that was a really tough time and the finances really dropped and I didn't get paid for like six months after that and it was just a hard time and I was able to thank the heads of Vice for allowing me to do that as, as another job, you know, and allow me to do some of the booking and things like that. So I was able to, I was able to thank the president, like this guy Danny, who I'd never met in, in person before and only seen once on a video call and say, hey, listen, I want you to let you know, like, not only was this an awesome to be able to do this, but you know, you guys allowed me to help pay my rent and take care of my kids and, and, and do things like that and, and uh, kind of put gratitude out in the world. So it was, you know, and Pete was there and I think me and Pete like over three days got to see each other for maybe like 45 minutes at most, but it was really great, you know, I mean, so we, um, because actually just every moving, 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 moving and, uh, they're really strict with their like who gets to go into what rooms and stuff. <laughs> if you think church is exclusive and too exclusive, Hollywood, I kept thinking like, you know, we're really harsh on the church so often in this world, you know, and you know, you see all these ex-Christian podcast people and stuff like that. I'm like, man, try going through like Hollywood and like the entertainment industry. Like it's really cool too. And it's really exclusive. And it's really like, if you're cool, if you're hot, if you're not, if you know, you, if you got a badge or you don't got a badge, you know, it's not the most inclusive thing. So I think one of the things I came out learning from that was, was that humanity can be that way. Humanity can just be exclusive and inclusive, exclusive. And it's up for us to be inclusive. Um, yeah, thank you, Zoe. And and the and our connection with Pete. I mean, me and Pete like just embraced each other when we saw each other, and um, like every moment we were together was precious, you know. So even that was really beautiful, you know. Um, yeah, and plus, if me and Pete had been together the whole time, we would have been making jokes and probably driving everybody crazy. <laughs> um, but it was it was that was it was just it was really great and. Uh, my other friend, the, out there, there's a bunch of different Alexes, but the Alex who was there and who was really somebody who really supported me during the project when I was out doing and filming, he was always just making sure I was okay and every, you know, and uh, and got to hang out with him some, and and that was just I don't know, it was a brilliant, it was it was a brilliant time, but it was exhausting. Like I I don't feel like I've been this tired since I did like since the time I camped and spoke at Cornerstone, you know sleeping on like, but that was like five days outside in really smelly weather and me speaking constantly. And this was just like two days of just like overload, 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 overload. So survived. Thank you guys for being curious. Thank you guys for being part of this journey and we will continue to do this. And I hope when you're able to see this, that you realize like this is part of the revolution legacy and why we are who we are. And this is what I was going to say is the thing that I did realize as I, I often go in rabbit holes, especially when I'm exhausted, is what I kind of learned from, what I kind of saw and never realized from watching the documentary in PTL and how it was this television show going to thousands and thousands of people. And my dad had to raise more money in one day than I've ever raised in my life. But at the same time, they were community and they loved people and people who were watching were part of that family and that was kind of a, a neat thing to be like you know this is is not we're not really breaking such new ground you know and this is you know some of the people said yeah you know i went to church but when i watched ptl i got more out of it i felt more loved i felt more grace when i watched watched the show you know and and that's the thing is like you know it would be great if we were all in person, but we're not. And it still works in a beautiful way like that. And that was really inspiring to me to be like, you know, I'm doing something that my parents did and that makes me really happy. So that was cool. All right, folks. Let's see.
There you go. Okay. Here we go. Galatians. We didn't finish. Remember, guys, we gals and theys and thems and everybody else who's in the house. We did not. We, <laughs> did we get about like halfway through Galatians one? Because I have been really going in depth and studying. Like this is probably. I mean, I th I love this book more than anything. But this is probably the most in depth. Like the 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 books I've been reading are like three pages on a sentence, you know, and it's just like, so we're going to try to finish one today. I think we'll finish one today. I don't think we'll get to two, but we're going to try because I would like to read a little bit of two. Um, so uh, just a little bit of a recap for Galatians one. Um, so Paul has got, you know, is not using the, the normal greetings. He's not using the, the normal thanksgivings. Uh, He's kind of skipping the niceties. Um, and he gets right to business. And, and he gets to the, the, the he gets right to the, to, to the point of, I'm astonished that you are turning to another gospel. You know, you're not following the Christian gospel. You're not, you're not following, you're, you're, you're another gospel. We're doing something that's, that's another good news. And, and that's something I think we're all familiar with dealing with another good news of, of some type, sort of type. And he goes, but there are some of you who are confusing you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. And when he means pervert the gospel of Christ is he means bringing in traditions and making them law, turning traditions into law, uh, into uh, like you have to do this to be a good Christian. Now, Paul doesn't ever speak of hell in any of his letters, so he's not saying, you know, you're doing this and you're going to hell, but, but what's really great about that is with the absence of mentioning hell, uh, which is fantastic in my opinion, he's still saying like you, you, don't, you don't pervert things even though it's not going to cost you everything, you don't pervert things because we need things to be pure. You know, the, the, the reason is as pure is that human beings are important. This message is so important to bring people peace, not to be a, uh, an insurance, uh, you know, an, a, eternal insurance or anything like that. But it, it's, it's so important because it, it's got to be something that's inclusive for everyone. And uh, I'm grateful for that. Um, So I think we ended at the end of, he goes, now when he was talking about people's opinions when in 10, when he said, I think this is where we ended is, I am now seeking, and am I now seeking human approval or God's approval, or I am trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So Paul, again, is saying, is talking to his, 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 his critics. You know, he's saying his critics are accusing him of being people pleaser and just saying things to make people happy rather than... Um, the truth, and that's what we hear a lot of: is, is oh, the people pleasing, blah blah blah. You know, so much critique on like uh, that. This is another problem. This is why we need to learn to disagree well or argue well. I'm using disagree well because I think that's the best place to start. And then if it gets further, then we argue well. But but so many people like want to judge your character when you're when you're theology is different when your belief system is different rather than saying well maybe they just have read something I haven't read or maybe they were raised a different way you know instead they're judging we're judging each other's character like there's like we're flawed because we don't agree you know or we're oh you must be trying to win people over or you must be trying to get rich like we 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 we, we you know we question each other's motives constantly you know and I think media mainstream media <laughs> plays a lot into that because it's always you know this like you know what are, what are, what are you trying to manipulate us are you trying to you know what is your what's your what's your what's your hidden agenda here and i i have to know that sometimes that there's just not you know if there is, sometimes there's not a hidden agenda and there might be a, an agenda that's unconscious to ourselves that we're seeking or some sort of approval or repeating some sort of trauma in our life unconsciously that we don't know that we we're struggling with but th 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 this is this is like you know what do you and, and you know but then you get you know agenda speaking of agendas you know like 
I could tell like when I was in, when we were at Sundance, you know, there are certain people who have agendas and, and their agenda is like, we've got to sell this thing. We've got to do this thing. So, you know, um, uh, you know, there were certain people on our team who were like, I don't know if Jay should be doing interviews because we don't know what he's going to say, you know, because, and, and it's not because they don't like me, it's because the agenda is to sell, you know, so there's all, you know what I mean? So people are always kind of, you know, they have their agendas and sometimes their agendas are just to do their job, um, strangely enough, believe it or not. So here we get into, um, of Paul kind of trying to vindicate himself to the Galatians against his, his critics and, and really kind of give his testimony of why he is who he is. And so let's look at that for a second. Here in 11. For I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel that was proclaimed to me is not of human origin. For I did not receive it from human source, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, one thing I, I want us to look at and think about is, could you imagine, if you will, how long would you watch this, this, listen to this podcast or watch this YouTube video if I just said, hey, I want you guys to know that I have never read a book about anything about God, but Jesus came to me and gave me this message, so I'm just going to tell you this message, you know. I, <laughs> I would say we'd have one or two people who are like, you know, have tinfoil hats on maybe, but I don't think a lot of people would be like, hmm, that is a good argument. Jay is speaking straight from the Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> but sometimes, um, but, but sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes that, that happens. Like I, I think about Carlton Pearson and Carlton Pearson told me, he's like, you know, scholarship proved to me that there, to prove to my my conviction that there was no hell but he's like but first god spoke to me i felt god clearly tell me this before you know i was evangelical i believed it my whole life and he's like and i really felt like in a moment there god spoke to my heart you know and uh, said i'm not sending these people to hell and he said and so i just had to follow it and then find out the scholarship backed me up so sometimes there's that as well so you know the nuances and interesting parts of life, but I'm not telling you that. I've, don't worry, I've been reading and reading and reading. I don't come with just a special message from Jesus, but I do know my life, as as it does for many of us. I, I think even for philosophers, and they try to say it doesn't, but like if I when I studied Tillich's life, his philosophy and his theology seemed to oh oh you know it, those experiences played a part in it. And that does with all of us, you know. There's no like pure preaching or pure truth or pure comedy or pure art or anything. It's all of our moments and new experiences that play out in that. Um, so Paul says, You have heard in no doubt my earlier life in Judaism. I was violently persecuting the church of God and was trying to destroy it. Now, this is what's really interesting, and I hadn't thought of this, and, 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 but I, I, I saw it in, um, when I was reading some of the studies, is that one of the things as we, as we get here, sorry, I've taken so many notes on this that I have to go through all my notes, is um, Paul is foreshadowing this as what he said is what he was doing to Christians is what his critics are doing to the church of Galatia, the Gauls, this is, you know, the, to the Galatian community. Paul is saying, like, I was just like my critics. You know, um, I violently persecuted the church, which I believe there was violence involved. But he knows also what sowing discord can do and can quick, quickly turn into violence. So in a way, Paul is foreshadowing that Hey, I was this way. I did this very thing. I was someone who, who, who questioned the Christian message and tried to destroy it and tried to say that this wasn't correct. And he was also, in a way, it would, it would be nationalism in a way as well because, you know, when, you, when you're under uh, being oppressed by the Romans, you know, 
you know, you're keeping, you're keeping your Jewishness, your, your, your Judaism is, is part of your national identity. And so he, 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 he's, he's also is, is defending that as well, not just his faith, uh, but his identity being in occupied territory, interestingly enough. So we have that. Um, so this foreshadowing of what his, uh, what his rivals are doing to the, to the Galatians, you know, who ha now have the truth. I advance in my Judaism beyond many among my people of the same age. Uh, for I was far more zealous uh, for the tradition in my, in my ancestors. Now, often too, a lot of this time when you were ahead and top of, of people your age, you were also uh, probably had family who were, who, who, who were, who, who were, um, who, who were in your tradition and practicing your tradition and you're kind of following in their footsteps. And so that often would be recognized too as, uh, as, uh, as a generational thing as well. Interestingly enough, I didn't know that until just recently. But when God, who had set me apart before I was born and called me, and this is another interesting part. I'm going I'm to highlight it right now. Um, because this is interesting. What's really interesting is that I have my daughter's green apple pen. It smells delightful. Um, <laughs> for I was far more zealous for the tradition of my ancestors. But when God, who had set me apart before I was born and was called me through his grace, I was pleased to reveal his son to me. Now, um, so, so Paul here, he's condemning people who he felt were, 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 uh, were that, that were opposed or were breaking God's laws. Um, but this very language that he uses here for when God who had me set me apart before I was born called me, you know, I always thought like, oh, well, here's some, 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 some stuff for my, um, my, my predestination, my Calvinist brothers and sisters, you know, that was kind of what I was thinking. Like this is kind of, oh, this is some Calvinist stuff, right? Um, but, it, but what it actually is, is he is, is not saying like, you know, I was, he, in a way he's saying he's predestined to this, but what he's, he, he's using words that people would be familiar with and he's reflecting it, it, words that were used in Isaiah and Jeremiah. Um, so when he's saying, you know, from my mother's womb, you know, this is not new theology. Um, this is, this is, this is something that would have been familiar to people who read the Old Testament. Of uh, uh, who were familiar with Isaiah and Jeremiah using these same words. It's like, from my mother's womb, God chose me to do these things and to fulfill these prophecies. And so, you know, so he's, he's also like, you know, hitting his critics. He's hitting, uh, in, in Galatia, as we know, it's a mixed culture of Gauls and, and Jews and they're Christians. And so he's knowing that at least the, the, the Jewish part of Galatia are going to recognize these terms of, of him comparing himself to Jeremiah and, and, and referring to the, to the letters or, or the books of Isaiah, which is really interesting. Um, that I might proclaim him among the, amongst the Gentiles. I did not confer with any human being. Once again, here we go. <laughs> Nor did I go to Jerusalem to those who were already apostles before me. Now I can vibe with this because I didn't go to, you know, I, I've, I've, I've taken classes and I've taken seminary classes, but I never went to Bible college. I never did anything like that. Neither did my parents, you know. And uh, so sometimes uh, our preachers aren't that well educated. And I feel that sometimes, but I've educated myself and been lucky enough to have friends who are, who, 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 who are doctorates and things like that lead me and, and guide me in the right ways. And I just have a hunger and thirst for truth and, and knowledge in, in this faith. So that's where I am. So I can relate to what Paul's saying here because I'm sure they were saying, you know, they, Paul was being accused of not being a man of God, though. That's the funny thing is that Paul was being, being they were, he was being, <laughs> he was being judged for having man's message, not God's message, which is really interesting. Um, Nor did I go to Jerusalem to those who were already apostles before me, but I went at once into Arabia uh, 
And afterwards, I returned to Damascus. And of course, we all know what happened in Damascus. Then, um, let me see. I'm going to take some of the notes I took. Sorry, folks. I am so exhausted from, from peopling. Introvert. This is the introvert. Um, so it, it's no accident that um, Paul is echoing biblical language in the words he's using here. You know, he, he, he's very particularly doing this. And, it, and it's almost like philosophy. Like philosophy chooses very particular language, very particular words to convey very particular truth. And so Paul is being very careful with the words he chose here. And if we look at when we talk about disagreeing well or arguing well, um, when the passions get out there, we're not choosing our words anymore. Sometimes we start just to speak from our, our anger, our hurt. Um, but here... You know, Paul's being very particular, and I think those are those times is when we're going to disagree well. We need to have particularly ch choose our words, you know, know what we're saying, and, uh, and not let our, our anger and our hurts get the best of us. And I found a great way to, to be able to do that is to have people in your life who support you and love you, even if it's just people online that you're talking to privately or things like that that you can vent with, that you can say, I'm really pissed off about this. And they listen, you know, and they go, oh, I get it. You're like, I'm just venting, you know. And so often I want to talk to people, I'm like, can I vent for a second? Like I ask, because I'm like, I'm not looking for answers. I'm not looking for, for a pushback. I'm just, there's some things that are, are in my brain that I just need to come out, you know, so I can see what they look like in words, or I can hear what they, what they sound like in words. See, I see words, man. Um... So, so that's cool. And it's also what we're seeing is, is Paul's understanding of his own mission. You know, he, he, what, what he knows, like his mission is. And so what we see here is someone who's saying like, uh, let, me, let me get a little further than this. Then three years, I did, I did, I did. And then three, then after three years, I, 18, I did go up to Jerusalem to visit Cepheus and stayed with him 15 days. But I did not see any other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And what I am writing you before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the region of Syria and Cilicia, which I'm not pronouncing right, and was still unknown by the sight. But the church of Judea are in Christ. The only heard, the, then only heard it said, the one who formerly was persecuting us is now proclaiming the faith he once tried to destroy. Now, how wild is this? Is now Paul's coming in trying to keep the same thing from happening that he did to others. Paul is coming into this community saying, listen, I have destroyed communities. I have built, uh, I, I have caused, uh, I have sown discourse amongst people's lives. I've done this. But now I know that my mission is to undo that work and undo that type of thing. And that's, I think you see what's really beautiful when you hear uh, brother Carlton Pearson talk about like, yeah, no, I told people they're going to hell. I led people to Jesus and told them they needed to get right with God or they were going to go to hell. I did it on airplanes. I did it in <laughs> hotels. I did it everywhere I was leading everybody to, you know, saving everybody from hell. And all of a sudden I didn't believe it. You know, and he goes, and I know my, my mission is now is to let everybody know they are included. Everybody know they're accepted. And so what we're seeing here is a type of repentance. We're seeing a changed man. We're seeing somebody who's going like, I was once like what the, the, what the group here is called. They're called Judaizers, his, his critics. They were called Judaizers. Um, not the most uh, PC name to talk about this time, but that's what they were called. And Paul is, and Paul is Jewish you know, as well. So Paul is going, I was like them. He's not saying this in all the words, but if you listen, and if you read this book 800 times like me, he's saying, I was once like these folks. I was once an enemy to the truth. I was once an enemy to grace. I was once someone who was, is, who is, as they, they said, the one who formerly was persecuting us is now proclaimed. I once persecuted people like these folks are persecuting you for not leading, for not following the law. And now I'm, I'm a new human being. And people are celebrating for that fact. And what Paul is understanding is Paul has this understanding of his message. And, and, and knows what he believes. And, and what I also love is that he's also, when he uses Isaiah and Jeremiah, you know, he, he, he's, 
he, he's saying like these are the, this is the type of call I have on my life. And these books show the type of call that I have in my life. And in a way, it's like Galatians for myself, if you will. You know, like I, this is what I know this book is extremely important to my life. And I will use the language of this, but there's time I will say, you know, you need to be careful of biting, devouring one another. You know, and some people know, oh, he's referring to Galatians. And some people think, oh, that's really clever. <laughs> you know, first you, you say, oh, I read it here. And then you say, I heard it somewhere. And then the third, you were like, I'm thinking. That was the old preacher's rule. It's a joke. Don't worry. So, you know, so Paul says all this, this stuff, you know, here. He, he talks about back up here when he says, I was set apart, you know, I, from my mother's womb. You know, I was, but when God who, who set me apart, when he uses that word back in 15, but when God who had set me apart before I was born and was called, I mean, this is from Jeremiah 115, uh, where he says, I think, consecrated is, I think the word used, but set apart also seen as, uh, so he's he just saying like my call, my purpose is, resembles that of Jeremiah. So, you know, the, 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 that I've been consecrated for this message for such a time as this. So he's really very being really particular, very honest with his words. And I always, this part of Galatians, I always just kind of blew through, you know, like, all right, we know Paul did this. We know he was a bad guy. We know he persecuted. Oh, isn't it wonderful that he, you know, you know, all that stuff. But I think it's important for this as a study and for a series that we do this type of dissection, because I think it might not be as fun in this instant or as interesting in this instant, but as a whole, as a whole, this is something important for us to learn and to realize that why do we read books like Galatians? Why do we do look at Romans and Corinthians? Why do we read the Gospels and why do we do these things? Because it, it, it's a reminder of who we are. It, it helps us understand what our mission is. And so when Paul's saying, I was set apart and I was, I was chosen from my birth, um, he, he, he's not just saying like, you know, he's not just saying like, I was chosen to be a follower of God, what he's saying is the God who gave me life, the God who gave me grace, also gave me another gift, and that gift is this mission. That gift is me loving you and helping you find peace and freedom and, and, and find that same grace that has been bestowed upon me, to find that same reason to live that's been bestowed upon me, and to find your own mission or purpose, really, to find your own purpose. And that's what Paul's saying here is, like, these folks are trying to destroy you and keep you out of your life, keep you away from grace and not allow you to be able to realize your purpose. But because I've had those things, because I was one of those people at one time, now it has been shown to me, now it has been revealed to me that I am worthy, that the God, same God who gave me life and breath and gave me grace also gave me purpose, also gave me mission. And that mission is for me to make sure that this is a community that is whole. This is a community that they love one another. This is a community where we respect each other's religious traditions in different ways, but we don't make those uh, deal breakers. We don't go to war over those. We don't write each other off. We do not excommunicate each other. This is what has been given to me, you know, and of course he learned and he thought, and of course he had to, to, to reflect on this. He had to read Jeremiah. And so that is all part of the process. There's so many uh, parts that play into that, so many lessons that play into that. And this is why we learn and this is why we grow and this is why we can wake up one day and go, I've, and it's not you've wasted your life. Paul did not waste his life because Paul couldn't have gotten here without that. You know, I think a lot of people think, well, I wasted all my life being a Christian or, oh my God, I'm 48 years old and now I'm old and I can't be cool anymore and I'm not punk. No, that's just not true. You have the life. You have breath. You have, and he said, live your life. Follow that mission. That's just part of the story. This is just where we find ourselves in this story. You know, we're finding ourselves in the exciting part of the story that's setting us free, where we're having this moment of change, where we're, where we're literally like this is where repentance plays in the doors. Go, oh, I was this, I was, you know, I was exclusioned. I excluded so many people. Or I was judgmental or I hated myself. And now I, I don't, you know, now I want to help people. You know, so it's really a beautiful thing of what he's saying here because it, it kind of foreshadows the rest of this book.
which is really beautiful. I've never spent two 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 weeks on Galatians one because um, I always feel like the meat's in like two and three and then four I get a little bored and you know. But now now like everything's exciting to me, and I hope you find it as exciting as well because. Um, I think it just gives us reason. It gives a reason not to be like, I'm just going to listen to Jay talk about Galatians. Like, gives you reason, like, I'm going to go read Galatians. And when we do, you are accepted by Paul Tillich following this, because we're going to do it because that's my new tradition. Um, I hope, you know, my, my goal is, is not for me to just read it to you or for you to listen to Pete read it, because we'll re-release that as well. Um, I mean, we have it released. You could hear it now, which is great. So you should go listen to it, but we'll put it up again. But it's for you to, re for, you to for you to take it in and to feel it and, and, and understand it. Um, so that's how it ends there is, is the one who formerly was persecuting us is now proclaiming the faith that he once tried to destroy and glorified. And they glorified God because of me. And... Uh, how cool is that, you know? Um, and and I and I don't take that lightly. I mean, um, even here I saw someone say, uh, here we have Teresa says, I'm very proud of you, Jay. I can remember when you were just a little bitty guy coming in on the PTL station and helping out your dad sometimes, you know? And, and it's it, 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 it's those those you know, it was hey, this you've lived through this and and look what where you've come. And, you know, it's like, wow. And, and I think that's for all of us, though. I don't think it's just, um, you know, when you hear things, oh, you know, when you were a child, you know, and, oh, and it's just impressive to listen to that and not just take it like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, like when you're in a family reunion, like, yeah, okay, yeah, oh, that was tiny. You know, but sometimes to remember that, uh, hi, Elliot, um, sometimes when you r remember that, Um, you can can see where you've come and how far you've come, and I think that's why in like twelve step programs they celebrate time. You know, you can you remember where you came from. I remember one time when I was in just getting sober, and uh, I dyed my hair blue, and my sponsor and my grand sponsor, my sponsor sponsor, uh, were all waiting for me out front, and they started laughing when they saw me, and I got really upset, because I was like, oh, I'm punk rock, my hair is blue, blah, 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 you know, <laughs> and, um, and uh, they're like, no, no, they're like, we both did the same thing, like, my sponsor's like, yeah, I shaved my head off, and like, my other, my, his grandson was like, I went platinum blonde, you know, it's like, all of a sudden, we're sober, and we don't know what to do with ourselves, and so we make all these little, you know, we just do these changes. It's just, it's, it's the, the, how the program works, and it's just funny when you see these, these nuances happen with so many different people, and it was really beautiful. So, um, I love this, and so, once again, I just want to say, is like, as Paul's saying, is God who gives us grace in life and also gives us a mission or purpose, you know, and he's saying this is, is, um, this is what God has called the Galatians for. You know, he's saying this is, is God has called you the Galatians for that. And I'm saying this is what God's doing in our lives as, as a community here. And uh, I'm grateful to be a part of that. And, you know, all the wild things that happen in life, like, you know, going to these film festivals and seeing all these people and, and uh, you know, that seemed like... It seems like a foreign land to me, you know. Um, you know, uh, you very, it's like, you know, uh, capitalism has separated us all in that situation quite a bit. You don't know who's playing and who's real. And so that was, that's a, that's a hard thing to do. But, um, but I'm not there to judge that. I'm there to kind of show grace to that and also learn from that and, and remember to treat everyone equally and with grace and love as Paul is, is calling us to do in, in the book of Galatians. So, um, it's so funny. Um, the reason, one of the reasons I was, I was so exhausted, but I was like, I've got to do this today is because last night I kept having nightmares uh, that I had canceled this talk and canceled the talk. And I can't believe I canceled the talk. Why did I cancel the talk? And I was, and I woke up like, Ooh, oh, that's why I'm so tired. I have all these nightmares. And I was like, well, I'm not going to cancel a talk. That's not going to come true. This talk has to happen today. And uh, 
I want to talk to the community and, and share my experience, but I also want to talk about Galatians and uh, how that works in every aspect of my life, even when I go to freaking film festivals. And you realize that humanity, why we need Galatians is not just for the church, it's not just to reform the church, but it's to reform humanity. You know, I was sitting at a bar with someone and they were asking me what the documentary was about, and I was saying, well, I said, my mother had a way, and this has to do with Galatians as well, so I'm not going off the script. I said, well, one of the reasons why people are interested in my mother is my mother was able to like speak to like conservative Christians and then go in a room with drag queens and speak and hang out with them and love them and then be at the mall and have people say horrible things to her and then leave being friends uh, and, 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 and disarming the situation through love and calling people together. And this guy was probably, uh, I think, in his 50s. And he's like, man, he's like, the world needs that now. He's like, we've lost that. It's gone. You know, we're all so separate, you know, and we're all have our own little, you know, groups and, and we're just tearing each other apart, you know, and he's like, liberals and conservatives and then even within their parties they have each other where they're we're all tearing each other apart and we've forgotten how to communicate with each other and how to be together as humans and so you go like oh this is a bigger job because we're, we're you know we, we need a Tammy Faye not to set the church straight I mean the church is a small portion now what we need is people like Tammy Faye and people like the Apostle Paul and people like Jesus and people like Dr. King and people like that and you think well I could never be like that but you can because they were just people trust me I knew my mom she was just a person she got she got hangry when she didn't eat <laughs> sometimes she had un unpredictable behaviors you know um, when we would go to Red Lobster when I was a kid she would have a spanking spoon in her purse in case I acted up at Red Lobster because we thought that was the fancy place um, <laughs> she was a human being she could get mad and she was a firecracker when she was mad um, you did not want to get caught sneaking in in the middle of the night in your house. So, um, anyhow, um, I just want to say um, that's the that's the uh, that's what's going. On. I'm exhausted, guys. I'm sorry. I, I, my mind's wandering off. Um, but it was interesting just to talk to other people who are seeing that there's a problem in this world right now. And, um, and that we're so divided and that they're hungry, you know. People in this industry, people in the, in the outside of our worlds are hungry to see this division stop and stop to see all this virtue signaling and all these types of things that continue to tear us apart. And uh, as, 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 you know, I, I feel like capitalism plays a huge part in that and um, because they play us against each other, you know. To get richer and I think we've got to expose that as well so we will stop biting and devouring one another and that we will realize that uh, we're all given life and that same thing that gives us life has given us grace and that same thing whatever it is that's given us grace given us life has given us purpose and to find our purpose um, that, that we're called to and live life before death so there you go um, as, as usual, um, I keep people asking me to say their name, which I, I don't know, is this like some sort of new internet game or something? Because <laughs> I just said somebody else, I said Elliot's name, <laughs> and I'll say Brigitte's name, but I don't know, is this like something so I can, can get into my bank account? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> Does anybody know why people are asking me to say their names? Um, <laughs> that's an S&M sort of thing. Um, as usual, um, Revolution needs your financial support more than ever, you know. <laughs> I realized that the more I was, like, I was like, I can't believe I'm here and, you know, I was late paying my rent this month and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is insane. Um, so, um, but yeah, Revolution still needs your support. We need your help. You can go to revolutionchurch.com and you can make a donation there. We've got a couple different ways to do that, and uh, that would be really great. Um, oh, someone's asking me about an Instagram, uh, a pen that I showed uh, that was of my mom. Um, yeah, I'll keep trying. I'll mention to World of Wonder that people want to uh, people want to buy that pen, and I'll put up a link on my Instagram if they have more of those. Uh, 
pins in my mom's eyes uh, available, I will do that. Um, maybe it's a new troll thing. Say my name, say my name. I only got one name to say, and that's Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> only got one thing to say, and that's donate. Um, there, that can be used out of context in a million places, right? There's a clip for the for the haters. Um, but yeah, we can use your donations, tax deductible and all that, but that's how we do revolution. That's how we keep revolution going. Um, uh, and we could really use your help. So please go to revolutionchurch.com. We've got Venmo and we've got PayPal. And you might say, I don't do Venmo or PayPal, but they're really easy to sign up for. And to be honest with you, it really helps us a lot. What also helps us a lot is by liking these. So if you've signed up to YouTube and you're on YouTube, please like these talks. Um, that really helps a lot. Please follow us and please turn on your, uh, your, little, your little notifications. So if we decide to do a surprise talk or sometimes I'll do a talk a day later or something or I'll do a reflection. I haven't done one of those in a while, but if I do, you'll get a notice saying, hey, this is happening. Um, so liking, which is the thumbs up, really helps a lot as well. And sharing these talks with other people, sharing our talks on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on whatever the other platforms you're on or just sharing them with friends really does help as well. So we could really use your support right now because um, I'm really excited about this year and this year will get better uh, the more that uh, we're able to grow as a community. I love you all. I thank you all and I'm really glad to share my life with all of you and it was nice to be able to kind of get up and share my experience with everyone and uh, because it was like oh, what has happened you know and um, I didn't have anybody to talk to here, so I'm talking to you, and now I do have people to talk to, so that's kind of a great thing about this community. I love you all very much. I'm really grateful, and, uh, you know, just seeing my loved ones who've passed away recently, including my mom and stuff like that, you know, this life is short, and uh, let's, let's just, let's get really awesome with grace. Let's really let people know they're loved and accepted, and uh, that they're in. Nobody's out. Everybody's in. It's anarchy. Everybody's in. Thank you. Bye. you enjoyed this podcast. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.